0: you're listening to the ibc podcast your international baseball career guide now here's your host david burns
1: Hey guys, it's been a while, but I'm back at this podcast thing and no better person to return to the IBC podcast with than Jimmy Jensen, who has created quite a name for himself overseas playing baseball. It all started with my club here in Austria back in 2015, the Atnang Athletics. Uh, he created quite a name for himself here and he has not returned home since other than for a quick visit. So this is part one of two interviews. He's going to tell you where he's been and what he's been up to. And uh, I want to thank Sam Bat and 3N2 for sponsoring this podcast episode. If you need to pick up any gear for this upcoming season, give me a shout at dburns at baseballjobsoverseas.com. Let's get on with this interview with Jimmy Jensen. Jimmy, welcome to the podcast. What's up, Dave? Thanks for having me. Uh, you've got quite the story to tell so let's start off with um, your baseball background and then how uh, you know how that led up to a decision to take your career overseas
0: yeah sounds good um, well start started off well back in high school I actually was uh, cut from my baseball team uh, I played my freshman year uh, I got called up to junior varsity then my sophomore year I messed around a little bit, didn't make grades, Um, but before tryouts and the season started and everything, I brought my grades up to a 3.8 so that I could try and play, but the athletic director didn't let me play. Then I went on to my junior year and senior year. I got cut both years, never got an opportunity at all. I was actually planning on joining the Army out of high school, Mm -hmm. but uh, thankfully I got an opportunity to uh, play at a local junior college that I went to. At Chabot, and that was probably I was probably the biggest turning point in my life in terms of my baseball career and just learning how to play the game the right way and work hard i mean it was it was a great experience there at Chabot yeah. my coach they were really strict i mean i I feel like I joked with some of my friends saying that. I actually did end up joining the Army just because of how hard we worked. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had days, like, we had some tough practices there. But even there, I mean, we had a really good team. We had a lot of Division One guys. We had some guys get drafted. And I didn't get much playing time there. I think I ended up throwing, like, maybe, like, 12, 14 innings or something like that in yeah. two years there, which is, like, wow. I don't know, maybe 80 games. I ended up tearing my labrum. Um, got an MRI. Uh, doctor told me I need surgery, but I know a lot of guys didn't don't come back from labral surgery, so I just kind of fought through it. And I mean, haven't had any arm problems since then, so I think it's working out. So there was this local business college uh, called Menlo College. I ended up signing with them. Uh, I walked on over there. Uh, team. When I went there, they had never won a playoff game in school history. So I figured I'd get some playing time. I'd be able to get my degree. Uh, through the first part of the season, our pitching staff was pretty strong. I didn't get much of an opportunity. I was in the bullpen. I was relieving. We had this one guy who was projected to go in the top ten rounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ended up struggling a little bit. And halfway through the season, I think we were like 5-20. and 20, mm-hmm. And um, I went into my coach's office at one point. And I asked him if I could get a start and an opportunity to start. And uh, he let me pitch that weekend. And I think in my first first start, I threw a complete game shutout and then kind of continued on from there. So they were missing something. We finished the season season winning 21 out of our last 25 games, went into playoffs strong. We won our first conference championship in school history. Mm -hmm. We were two wins away from the World Series. It was a pretty good run.
1: That's cool. And obviously you had a big, big part of that turnaround, but, um, Oh, we had a good team. We had, I mean, we had a lot of guys step up, you know, going, going to Menlo, you probably still uh, had the mind frame of, okay, this will be the end of my baseball career. Or were you like, were you still optimistic that you could play professional baseball on some level?
0: To be honest, I mean, I thought I had a really good chance of getting drafted. I mean, i never was one that kind of threw hard like i never like was throwing like low 90s or mid 90s like a lot of guys were that did get drafted so i mean i think a lot of times i got overlooked even though i was putting up pretty good stats Mm -hmm. um actually i remember one day specifically we had this uh pro day and um we had a bunch of scouts come out. A lot of them went to watch my friend Joey Webb. I mean, he's six six, lefty, threw low nineties, wicked curveball. He was great. And um, I think he ended up having a bit of a rough outing. So I came in in like the second or third inning, and uh, after my first batter, every single scout that was there just packed up all their stuff and left. <laughs> and through, through the rest of that, that game <laughs> yeah through the rest of that game i ended up throwing i think seven and a third like perfect innings didn't give up a single base runner yeah. and none of them even stuck around to even see it oh, man. that's always the way it goes too right yeah but you know yeah. i think it ended up working out in the end <laughs> yeah
1: yeah exactly so that leads us to you know you, you spend a year in the pecos league right so you you went there and how how did you find that experience? I guess that was part of why you ended up coming over here. Is this experience wasn't quite what you wanted, or no, it didn't open up any other doors, or?
0: Well, the Pecos League. I mean, it was great competition. I mean, uh, st- like the host families and everything. They were great. The guys I stayed with, they were awesome. Mm. Um, but, I mean, the way the whole league was run, the owner of the league, it was really unorganized. The fields we played on, they were not good at all like we had one field up in santa fe i think it was it's like 300 feet to left 320 to center and like 280 to right field Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and it was like seven thousand five hundred feet up too so the ball just flew yeah like we had one game the score was like 32 to 29 it was just i don't know it was was just I, i didn't end up wanting to go back there was this one team in texas and then uh, somebody told me about baseballjobsoverseas.com, and I made a profile on there, put a bunch of time into it, and then I think 30 minutes after I published it, I got an email from you <laughs>
1: asking if you wanted me to come over to play. Yeah, that was good timing on, on your part, and it was worked out great for me because, uh, yeah, I can't even remember how it went exactly. I think your profile – yeah, your profile – maybe wasn't even live yet. And I think maybe I just kind of kept you to myself. but, uh, I can't remember how it went down exactly, but I definitely scooped you up before anyone else could. And you were just, you know, ready to, ready to, you know, move on and, and go sign somewhere. So,
0: and, uh, yeah, I, think, I think it was kind of straight because the A's have always been my favorite team, yeah. like my hometown team yeah. and got an email from you asking me if I wanted to come play for them. Yeah. I thought, why not? I've never been overseas before. Yeah, thought it was a good opportunity and jumped on
1: it. And so then you come over to Austria. <clears throat> um, you know, it did kind of happen pretty fast. Were, you know, like, uh, what were your thoughts? Like, okay, I'm going to go over to Europe now. Like, were you excited about that, or were you kind of like, were you thinking of using it as a stepping stone into pro ball in the states? What What was your frame of mind at that time?
0: Yeah, you know, to be honest, I didn't really have any idea what to expect. I was just kind of along for the ride. I mean. An opportunity to travel overseas seemed like a great experience that I wanted to take advantage of. And I'd never been to Europe before, wanted to get a chance to travel around a bit and continue playing. I mean, getting flights paid for and housing and getting a little bit of money on top of that, getting able to travel a bit, it was really appealing to me. And I wasn't sure where it would lead exactly. I wasn't sure if I, like, if I would continue playing overseas or if I would come back after that and start a job, but I've just been kind of riding the wave and seeing where it's leading me. Yeah.
1: Well, that wave has been going on for a couple of years now. I know we're not going to cover all that in one session here, especially since it's late in Australia right now. Um, but you know, (laughs) I know you're not going to toot your own horn, but you came over here and pretty much dominated the league and created a name for yourself. Um, and and hit well as well, Um, you know, and, you know, the name Jimmy Jensen is pretty notorious now within Austrian baseball, but not just within Austrian baseball now, uh, you know, throughout Europe with your exposure on the international stars and also, uh, you know, playing in in France as well. Um, So coming over, I mean, how how did you find your time in Austria? Like, uh, I know you did take advantage of it and, and, uh, you know, the central location and traveled a bit and everything, so... You know, all in all, how did you, let's start with the baseball. How did you find the baseball and uh, how did you use that to kind of use it as a stepping stone into, uh, to continue your career elsewhere?
0: Oh, uh, the baseball was, I don't know, I loved it there. The team, the Adenang A's, they were, I loved it there. All the guys, it was such a family feeling. Everyone's so supportive. Like guys, we would always hang out all the time. I really miss them, to be honest. Yeah, and, yeah. I think the but, feeling's mutual. I'm
1: the guys are always asking, "They like, think Jimmy's coming back," <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, but I, I, I knew that, you know, you had to. Yeah, but I mean, baseball,
0: the level of baseball in Austria yeah. uh, compared to the level of baseball back home, it's a little different. Because I mean. We only play once a week. We play a doubleheader every weekend. We'd have practices on what I think was Tuesdays, Thursdays, and then batting practice on Fridays. Yeah. So there was a lot of downtime, a lot of time to travel. And uh, I really wanted to take advantage of the traveling aspect because I know, well, we had spring training down in Italy. Yeah. And then you, me, and Melvin headed down to see San Marino and Rimini. Yeah. Um, I think I had a little time to go down to visit one of my friends in uh Venice and then we had a spring training game over in Germany. Yeah. And then we also had the international stars at Prague Baseball Week up in check. That was that was an awesome time.
1: And that was a great experience. <laughs> yep. Uh again this year. You too bad you couldn't make it this year. But um I mean yeah, the the connections you up. made there alone, you know? Um you right. know, just you know just with the the 30 plus guys playing on a team that are all then going and playing somewhere else that all now know you and could recommend you if the club they're going to needs a guy. So, um, so I mean, that's
0: actually how I got set up here in Newport in Australia. Yeah. Down in Melbourne. Yeah. Who's, uh, it's Gabe Sanders. Oh, yeah, he, Gabe. Is, he, uh, yeah. he played here last year.
1: Yeah. I, I remember, um, I sent your name out to a number of clubs in Australia. Um, and I know you got hit up quite a bit, but I mean that's quite a ways down the road. We're we're just we're still in Austria here, but yeah. so let's stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. sorry. I'm okay, ahead so, of myself. <laughs> so you know we don't want to go. It's too much detail. How do you like the country itself? Living in that in country and uh, the culture, and what do you what do you miss the most? Austria. Let's go with that.
0: Austria is probably one of my favorite places in Europe for sure. Yeah. I mean, living close to Salzburg, which is where I met my girlfriend now. Yeah. Um, Salzburg is an amazing city. It's really clean. It's beautiful there. There's so many lakes and mountains. There's always stuff to do because uh, I like I like the outdoors a lot. Yeah. And just going to like say taking cruises around the lake with some teammates, um, going up hiking up to the top of Tron Tronstein. Yep. And sleeping up there with Rafi and his family.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean there were there were a lot of there were a lot of good times there. I think me and my girlfriend, we went and camped out uh, at Hintersee. Yep. And, oh, man, it was – it's a beautiful country, and it's so central. Like, you can you can go to so many different countries that are so, – I mean, what is it, border? Eight different countries? Yeah, eight different countries, yeah. Yeah. You went to Switzerland? I Excuse know you love that. Uh, Switzerland was awesome. Yeah. That was – that's another one that's on the top of the list. It's really expensive there, but it's – Beautiful, yeah. Cool, man. So, so from there, you created a name for
1: yourself. Um, so then, update your profile on the international baseball community. Um, that first winter, uh, how many? Like, did you get a lot of attention then at that point? Because uh, I know, like, once you've kind of established yourself overseas, um, it. it I think a lot of clubs overseas just like to see that you've already been overseas uh, and succeeded yeah. and then had positive feedback from the club that you played for as far as character and everything. Um, so, I mean, from there, I think it just springboarded for you.
0: Yeah, it definitely helped out. Cause I mean, I had a pretty good year in Austria and then got a couple offers in Australia that next season, but I was really fortunate to sign with the team that I did. I had, such a great setup when I went to Sydney yeah. and playing with the Macarthur Royals. That was absolutely—I ma- couldn't have asked for anything better over there.
1: Yeah, yeah. From the outside looking in, it, it looked unreal, and you always had positive things to say and good things to say. But you know, just seeing you—you uh, know—the one vivid memory of mine is seeing your—I uh, think pictures on Facebook with you uh, on a on a boat or on a cruise ship or something in Sydney Harbour with like. Let's just say it was a party on a boat in uh, in the Sydney Harbor harbor with uh, the Opera House in the background and with all your teammates and uh, extended friends and family or whatnot. Uh, it looked yeah, that it looked was, amazing. That, 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 a, that, that was on Australia Day actually. Oh, that was Australia it Day. Was, yeah, and I just looked jealous. I, I was just really jealous to see that. Yeah, <laughs> damn.
0: Yeah, I think you just we just had to pay a hundred bucks yeah, and then it was a cruise for i don't even know how long it was but free food free beer it was it was a good time
1: maybe that maybe that's why you don't remember how long it was <laughs> yeah that's probably it <laughs> yeah and the, yeah so and the the host family uh so you went from basically living at my house where I, I guess i'm kind of a host family by myself here
0: um also a great setup by the way yeah well thank you <laughs> really close to the field really yeah. close to the train station uh we had a gym up in the attic i mean the house you, you got a great apartment dave that's yeah, a cool
1: apartment it's, it's nice to sit up like i like the terrace i'm sitting outside i think it's one of the better okay. setups uh import wise um, in europe anyway that i i'm aware of when usually it's not normal to be living with you know somebody with the organization in europe i think it's more common to have your own kind of apartment believe it or not but um yeah. but in australia it's the other way around it's it's uh hosting families f- almost you know 95 percent of the time so uh in your yeah. case you had a pretty pretty sweet setup uh with your host family.
0: oh it was awesome i stayed with this guy vince Carley. he was he's the man yeah he uh he was a chef for a long time yeah um we lived like two minutes away from the beach yeah uh me and Max McNab, uh, he was the guy that I played with down in Sydney. Uh, we had our own car down there. Uh, Vince would cook for us all the time. He taught us. He taught us a few dishes here and there, a couple of his specialties. Uh, there was a couple of times he took us up to Sydney, and we would take jet boat rides around the harbor. Mm-hmm. And we would go down – he took us down to Naruma and we went deep sea fishing and we went and played golf on this really expensive golf course that I could never afford (laughs) and probably didn't even belong on because I'm horrible at golf. Yeah, Yeah, that's sweet. I
1: mean and just living in Sydney, like I'm surprised that you even – they gave you – or you used a car or lent you a car because such a big city, I'm assuming the public transport is the easiest way of, of getting around
0: yeah well, we were actually about uh, I'd say like fifty minutes south uh near a town called Wollongong. that was the next biggest city
1: I see okay
0: uh we lived in Winuna, which is near bulleye, and it was it's kind of like a beach town, but it was pretty far away from everything. There was a train that went into Sy- into Sydney, but it yeah. took about two hours and it was a little inconvenient,
1: okay, so but, the car came did come in handy there awesome definitely, yeah, so I mean. As far as like weekly schedule and downtime and everything, pretty similar to that here in Austria, like when you played here in Austria. Uh, you have time to hit the beach and explore Sydney and all that kind of stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, down in Sydney, there's a lot of free time, too, because uh, actually, we actually had a month off. Uh, During like the peak of summer there, because it gets so hot.
1: Yeah.
0: uh, Just for like Christmas and New Year's, so I actually got some time to head home and see my family for the first time in like a year.
1: Yeah.
0: And all my friends. Um, but when we didn't have games, uh, most of my time I would say I spent at the beach. The beach was awesome over there. I mean, Sydney beaches. I mean, Australia is known for its beaches, and especially down in like south of Sydney.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just it's just it's beautiful down there, yeah.
1: the water's well, great, the big city too like, with- entertainment wise there's just stuff to do and so I guess you didn't really get a lot of traveling in, probably a because you didn't need to because you're living near Sydney and b you went home for christmas, so and that's usually the yeah. the time when when the guys in Australia do their their traveling and um so did you find how was the like was it expensive to live there and uh You know, was it difficult
0: to get by? pretty expensive, but, I mean, the the minimum wage down there is, like, over 20 an hour. So a lot of times, guys, they'll go there, they'll go to Australia, they'll make a bunch of money, uh, because they get a lot of time to work, and then they they end up leaving Australia and heading back home with a couple thousand dollars in their account. Yeah. Cause yeah. in Australia, uh, teams usually don't pay their players, yeah. so they'll set up, they usually have jobs set up with them yeah. for them, yeah. And guys will just work through that usually at like a bar or a restaurant or just some odd jobs here and there. And what do you? I do? remember for a little bit I had a job working, working on roofs. Yeah. And just took whatever I could get just yeah. for fun. Had so much downtime. Thankfully, I was working with you too, which yeah. make a little extra money. We're running on half an
1: hour, so we'll continue with part two. I guess we'll get a little bit more into the Australian baseball at that point. We'll, uh, We'll catch up soon, buddy. Sounds great. Thanks for the interview, Dave. Hey, that's it for episode number 67 of the IBC Podcast. I want to thank Jimmy for taking the time to sit down and interview. Looking forward to part two. Meanwhile, if any of you are interested in taking your career overseas, whether it is fast-pitch softball or baseball, whether it's the winter or the summer, we can help you out. Uh, Go to www.internationalbaseballcommunity.com. Register for a membership. If you have any questions, give me a shout at my email address, dburns at baseballjobsoverseas.com. Until next time, guys, we'll catch you on episode number 68, hopefully not too long from now. Take care, everybody.